Your story is waiting for you today. Your story has something new to say. But your story will only come out to play when you're alone. Alone. Alone in a room with invisible people. The following episode may contain swearing. Alone in a Room with Invisible People is brought to you by hollyswritingclasses.com. If you find value in what we do and you'd like to support the podcast, go to coffee.com, that's K-O hyphen F-I.com forward slash alone, or you can go to alonewithinvisiblepeople.com forward slash support us to find out more. Thank you. Hi, I'm Rebecca Gallardo, the host of Alone in a Room with Invisible People. That is my cat in the background, Mean Kitty, and I am here today with author and teacher Holly Lyle. She is going to be answering more questions. So today is going to be another Answer Your Questions episode. Uh, I guess let's just get right into it. Yeah, well, we are only doing one question, but it's a big question. Yeah, this one is, it's... It's very important. So I'm going to go ahead and read the question. Again, uh, I failed to notate who asked these questions. So if we answer your question, come into the for- the podcast forum or, you know, on our um, website or on Facebook and be like, hey, yeah, that was mine. If you want, <laughs> I don't. Um, okay, so this question is, another good topic of its own might be finding comparative titles and authors to analyze. What are the most important qualities to look for? Is it their themes? a similar worldview, the feel, tone, the genre, plot elements, alike characters, or what? I would also be really curious to hear why Holly thinks Ilona Andrews and other people suggested are her alikes, and maybe show some examples of authors who were suggested that weren't such a good match after all, and why not? And how exactly would we go about doing that detective work? If you browse Amazon for genre and subgenre, you will end up with tens of potential candidates and I think that was uh, this is not part of the question but I'm gonna say probably more than 10 yeah oh yeah lots more <laughs> I think maybe that was supposed to be tons yeah tons yeah yeah okay so back to the question how do you pare it down to your book alikes do you just have to read them all to figure it out or is there a better and faster method to do this <laughs> okay that is first off a really good question and it's a lot yeah it's a lot to unpack yeah um and <clears throat> One of the funny things that I have discovered over uh, 30-some years of writing and somewhat less than that of publishing, but not a lot less than that, is that what you think you're writing and what other people think you're writing does not necessarily have anything in common with each other. No. And I thought... Uh, I was writing hard science fiction space opera, just as one of my genres. Um, my Cadence Drake and uh, my um, uh, Longview. Longview, thank you, yes, hmm, mind, mind blank. Yeah, my Longview series. I was thinking this was hard science fiction space adventure, um, and I used all of those keywords, and that was how I was promoting it, and that was who I was looking for was the people who read that. Turns out, not so much. And uh, probably the difficulty I had in finding readers for those books uh, is that I was pitching them to the wrong people. I had the wrong covers, um, and and I still basically do. They are, um, 
<laughs> kind of as, as was described to me by some of my readers when I asked, uh, kind of urban fantasy in space. And uh, they are, whatever they are, they are not space adventure. And they are really, really... Well, they're space adventure. They're not sci-fi, I think you meant. So so this is a hard question, and it took me a long time to find an answer for, for it. And doing so was extremely difficult, but it did not require going through and reading everything in the genre that I thought I, was, I fit in, because you just can't, because genres are enormous. And the number of writers who write in them is enormous. So go ahead. Yeah, one thing I just wanted to note too is you made a point saying that people that read your stuff and think and suggest, oh, you would like this author or you would like this series of books. They're not always, or you write like this person. Mm-hmm. It could be literally just a bunch of words that you have used yeah. that that reminded them of, of that writer. Or it could be one single character. It could, nothing to do with the rest of the book. Right. Um. Yeah, it could be a, a single thread of a plot of a little boy that's like an orphan or or whatever, and they think they automatically link you to this other author. So right because of because of some story element, you. So this is a case where you have to look at the problem from a number of different angles, and the first thing you have to do after you have identified the genre in which you think you write. Okay, is then you identify what you personally love in your own work because your own work will transcend genre. Your own, yeah. re- own work can jump genre. It's you, what you are doing is when you are, are asking yourself, what do I love about my own work, is you are finding the parts of the work that you are going to put into everything you write regardless of whether it's wearing fantasy clothes and magic and is set in the far past, or it's got spaceships and is set in a far future, or whatever, or is now, um, historical and set in a real past, or you know, is a romance set today. If if there are there are certain things that you love about your writing, these things are going to show up in everything you write. And I was going to say now that again, that is a a. a very important thing to note but it can be seen as a generalization if you are somebody who only likes to write historical romances like uh John Irving I think his name Mm -hmm. is I don't know if he's written anything else to be honest but I I I have seen like I have a stack of these president romances of his that I just haven't gotten to yet they fascinate me just the idea that he even wrote them yeah it's just I so if if you are a very very set person in that you only like writing historical vampire novels set in plague london you know mm-hmm. is that something where you could delve into that and pull out something that could be another genre you could but even if you are doing that you are not going to appeal to everybody who reads yeah, uh, yeah victorian true. plague genre vampire novels <laughs> but uh, now i really really oh i never mind Anne rice <laughs> yes i was like i really want to read this but you, then you i'm have. like oh duh yeah <laughs> yeah but there are other people who who write 
those books or any other books who have the trappings of the book but not the same feel. So what you're doing, okay, for my, I'm going to use my own example here. Um, when I write fiction, I Any like fiction, all fiction. Yeah, all fiction. This is this is generic for my work, and whether it's set in space or set in the the a fantasy world that's like Earth, or set in on Earth or contemporary yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, contemporary. It's no matter where it's set. These things are going to be true about my work. I write durable women protagonists who like and work well with good men. And this is, now I, I cross genders all over the place. And I have written uh, straight and gay and bi and other characters of both genders. And I have written genetically engineered people of multi-genders. And yeah, and, and then the people that get to try genders. Yeah. I loved that part in, um, what was it? Uh, the Hunting the Corrigan's Blood. Yeah, gender I flipping. I didn't remember. If, yeah, yeah, gender flipping. Where it's, it's a thing I that you would do that. Do. Yeah. I would so, and I think part of it is being a writer, mm -hmm. is I would so love to be a dude for like, uh, Tony would not like <laughs> no that. Matt would not go for that either but yeah but yeah but I would I would love to be a dude for for a, 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 an, a while a certain amount of time yeah to, to just to just... try shit out man yeah yeah because you know you only know half of the picture and you yeah. can't know the other well, half yeah and that's just that's just looking at it as in the bodies you know like that are normal sexual organ wise because yeah. some like your aunt yeah my aunt was kind of both so yeah you know. and there are people that are male but feel female and mm -hmm. female but are male and and there's all of these different like non-binary stuff and it's it's like yeah well you only know your perspective so the really amazing thing would be able to slip into somebody else's skin and try stuff out yeah so I always, I always loved that moment where Tangerine said, you know, like, yeah, I was a woman for a while. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's, well, I did a, a 10 genders um, blog post where I broke mm -hmm. down. Now, I, use, I go at it from a biological, not a political perspective. So uh, this is totally politically incorrect, but it does work from the science aspect. Yeah, you're looking at this as a fiction writer. It's like the same thing. Obviously, I would not want to be a man who feels like I'm a woman trapped in my own body. That would be, that would suck. That would be horrible. And people face that. That's a real thing that they face. But looking at it as a writer, as somebody who wants to be able to tell other perspectives and tell other perspectives correctly, mm -hmm. it would be an amazing thing to be able to slip into somebody else's body and know what they know, feel what they feel. Yeah, try it out, man. That's, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so then I write, um, and then I write villains, but my protagonists are going to be good, good guys. They are going to be good women. And they are going to be people who work well, for the most part, with the other gender, as long as the other gender isn't an ass. And, or a bitch. Yeah, or a yeah. bitch, either one. Um, and I love creating dangerous, interesting worlds with magic or with science so good it feels like magic. And again, that's the gender flipping thing, you know? They're, they had yeah. this, this where they could just, um, 
flip half of your Y chromosomes to X chromosomes or half of your X chromosomes to Y chromosomes and then save that, but then save your pre-state so that they could put you back the way you were when you were done. Yeah, it's like treating the human body like a computer system. They also did the melatonin. um, Melatonin lifts. And yeah. yeah, and skin reconfigurations and, and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. And is. your your science was so good because, um, and it did feel like magic. But when you were re- like reading, Tangerine could feel the the skin difference. Mm-hmm. It was clearly not a white woman's skin, even though she had been done in a white redheaded look. Katie was actually this mix of different like races, mm-hmm. and her skin was that of a African American. Yeah. So it was just scientifically there were all of these little cues about what she was and i love that that all of that was put in there yeah because it shows this individual differences and yet in the edit we're all the same and that's another thing that you put in your works that's another thing that tends to be important to you it's it's not what you are it's who you are right race don't matter it just doesn't that's just that's just uh, the evolutionary adaptation to the angle of the sun over a long period of time and who survived versus <laughs> who didn't. My guys had low sun and not a lot of it. So we had to have as much vitamin D as we could get. And so, you know, we're so white, we're blue. Um, if you are, have a sun that's beating down at a straight, uh, a straight 90 degree angle, then... And not much coverage. Yeah, then you have the, the adaptation of either go dark or die. Because skin cancer would have been a massive thing and would have wiped out anybody who didn't adapt. So yeah. that skin color, that has nothing to do with being people. No, it's science. Yeah. It's just an adaptation. It's evolution. Yeah. yeah. So you know, culture is all the difference in the world. Race is, is just what. where was the sun when your guys evolved. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So then... With that, then I, I, I have my dangerous, interesting worlds. I have my good science or magic. And then the, the third thing that I have to have to write a story is twisting plotting where the characters I love fight for things that matter. And I like to hurt my characters. I like to put them into tough situations. I like to make them fight to survive. I, I, I love when they survive. That's really important to me. And characters that I really love, I have a very hard time killing off. Though I have done it from time to time because it was necessary. Yeah. Badger broke your heart. Badger broke my heart. It was, but it was just the way that had to be. And I, I couldn't, once I had written it, I could not plot my way back out of it without knowing that I was cheating. So I didn't. Yeah, and it was it was just too perfect. And yeah. that's, that's, I've never really wanted to write fan fiction for any book except for Hunting the Corrigan's Blood. I, like I told you, I wanted to draw the image of Katie and him as he was, like in his natural albino state and they had that moment on the ship where they were touching and mm-hmm. I wanted to slash that or yeah so hard <laughs> I was like ship. well I wanted to ship that so hard I I got a little something for you then just as kind of a sneak peek um and now I'm trying to remember the name of the damn book book three the wishbone conspiracy there it is pull that up there's it that's that that's in there Yay! I get some of my shipper love in. Yeah, yeah. So, Katie, yeah. Don't tell me anymore. I, I just I will look forward to it. Yeah. So that so, it's just I've got to have time to revise it, and that's sitting yeah. there. I had to get the the stuff for Dead Man's Party done first because that's for a class. Yeah, so, and then the Ohio and novel then the is Ohio next because yeah. if it 
doesn't, you're going to die of a brain hemorrhage. Yeah. Yeah. The way my muse is from jumping in there. <laughs> Blunt force trauma from your muse. <laughs> okay. Um, so how about you? What do you love about your own writing and the thing that, that things that matter most to you? I love flawed characters that are, you know, like deep flaws or deep traumas that even if they've made excuses in the past, they find their way. Um, I love having characters who have um, just been absolute shit find an absolution of sorts. I like having them go through redemption. Mm -hmm. I, I, I love having people who have been treated like absolute garbage that are good, good people. Um, or people who have made these just god-awful mistakes in their past. Um, get what is due through their own actions. Not through um, the universe. Not through any sort of, you know. Yeah, they have to earn it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, they're steadily trying to earn it. And everything in their life is going wrong. And they have moments where they collapse. They have moments where they're weak. They have moments where they just, they, they think they can't go on anymore. And they think that nothing is going to work out right. And they just want to give up and stop trying to have a better life. Stop trying to be this dream of theirs. They have to have those moments because those are realistic. But then they get maybe not always what it exactly what they wanted, but they find a purpose. They find, you know, if they were a bad person, they find that redemption and meaning in life. Um, so that's very important to me. Um, I've, I've also, I love mystery. I love, we share that, that magic isn't magic is just science that hasn't been explained yet um i i have a real desire to have magic in my books honest you know to goodness magic but not illusions like magic where you can cast a spell but i have to have the scientific reason why it works behind it mm -hmm. so that stuff is coming in with the Fulton Hills. And, and this, this Fulton Hills stuff has been on my mind since I was 19 and I first came up with the idea. And I'm building it still. And so mysteries, as far as the like the magic and the science, there there's a reason behind why it works. It's just we don't always know why. Um, that's important to me to have that magic, to have that sense of wonder, to have that sense of hope and awe. And then also probably things, like I said, mysteries, like cryptids, ghosts, the paranormal, the extraterrestrial, even though Fulton Hills will not have aliens in it. <laughs> That's, I feel like I'm, I'm throwing everything at this, so I'm keeping the kitchen sink out. Uh, the, yeah. the kitchen sink being aliens. I don't want to have the aliens in there. Um, but I, I, I want to have things like... I want to have things like cryptids and ghosts and 
that's important to me. There's that mystery, that sense of awe, that sense of wonder, that sense of there's um, things we haven't explored, things we haven't seen, new things, scary things. And fear, you know, I, I love... I love ghost stories. I love being scared. I love the idea of a thriller or a suspense. So those those things are important to me. And you can see that in um, Leaving Wanda Lucia or the second book too, um, which it's coming up on one year that I have not heard back. So on <laughs> August 9th, I will be sending a letter to them saying that this is, it's been a year, another professional query letter. And we'll see what happens. But yeah, I know I've been getting a lot of messages asking if I've heard back. No, no, I, I will tell you guys, you know, um, accept or decline. I will let you guys know. Yeah. But yeah, so th those are the things that are really important to me. And I think that a lot of that was uh, growing up. It was the stories that inspired me. And just now it came to me, Joss Whedon kind of has all of that stuff in, in his work. Yeah. Yeah, Joss Whedon is one of my one of my people uh, for yeah what he does. Yeah, when it comes connects, to his writing, yeah. his shows, yeah, connects to the way my brain works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the deeply flawed characters that are also deeply convicted, like Mal, like Jane, Jane. Oddly enough, um, I I think that he would have had a very nice redemption story. Um, I really liked a lot of Dollhouse as well. Mm -hmm. There was... Yeah, I did too. I just, I just really... Those are the things that are important to me. So those are the things that I would look for in, in other books. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so once you have defined what matters to you about your own fiction, then, and this gets a little tricky... You have to put your work in front of people who read broadly. And this is where I'm going to go, hey, um, we have a bunch of guys on the forum who will be willing to, you know, if, if they like the kinds of things that you're writing as you describe it, will be kind of willing to help by, by reading some of your stuff and helping you with this. If you, in turn, do the same favor for them. Yeah, um, it's that's hollyswritingclasses.com free account yeah. uh, just put in your email you get the how to write a flash fiction course that doesn't or how to write a flash fiction that doesn't suck course you get a bunch of the summer fiction writing things that are free but the biggest value in there it, to me is that community right right and and this is how i found ilona andrews because i put some of my stuff in front of my of, of readers who like my work and i yeah. specifically I, I sent out an email to the, just to my readers and said guys you know uh, i'm having a problem here so who am i like because i have put my stuff in front of science fiction readers and they're saying no this isn't what we were looking for so, okay, this is what I've got. This is, this is my hunting the Corrigan's blood. This is who am I like and why? Okay, two questions, who am I like and why? And what you are looking for in the answers is people who tell you you are like this person because of the similarities that matter to you. Okay, so if you are like some particular writer because um, 
that particular writer does something that you incidentally did in a couple of books, but it you didn't do it on purpose as a core part of who you are, um, say writing vampires, okay? Uh, this person always writes vampires. You did two books with vampires. This person found your two vampire books and loves those. So that you guys write vampires, but vampires aren't important to you. P yeah, people will literally tell you, oh, it's this one because, you know, you guys have similar covers. Yeah. Yes, yes, that too. So, so then. The you, why is the important part right. of that question. The why is the important part of that question. Who am I like and why? And I got, um, first off, the revelation that what I was doing was very much in the urban fantasy realm. Now, with my science fiction, that <laughs> I don't know if there is such a thing as urban science fiction, but if there is, that's what I'm writing <laughs> for those books. But the things that I am writing, the things that mattered to me, people, people who came back, um, there were three of them that came back in the same day, like three of the first six people who responded to this question said, oh, you are like Ilona Andrews because you have these kick-ass female heroines, because the, the, the women have good relationships with the men, because you have really, really in-depth world building, which is the, the, one of my, my oh my God things. I love to world build, love to world build. World build. And uh, there were a couple of other things that I had similar to that. And then there were other people who came back with other writers who had somewhat similar reasons for liking what I did. And I picked up the books from those writers too. But Ilona Andrews is the one that I connected with because, honest to God, the things that matter to me in my writing are the things they have in their books too. And for anyone who doesn't know, Ilona Andrews is a pen name for a husband and wife, uh, for, yeah, for a husband and wife writing. Yes, that was not me accidentally misusing a pronoun. It was, yeah, it was no, that was genuinely yeah, she writes thing. and he does a lot of the editing and yeah. the male perspectives. So then after you have asked people and they have gotten back to you, then you buy the books they recommend. The ones that they say, well, this is like you. And then you have to decide whether they are or not. And there were a couple of other writers um, who were a lot like me, not as much as Ilona Andrews. Um, some of them were bigger sellers than Ilona Andrews. Some weren't. They, but this isn't about... Right. Yeah, this isn't at this it, point about selling. This is about finding... Finding your, your Yeah, who you are like. And, so, and by doing that, finding a, a pre-made body of readers who are going to like what you do. So from reading a lot of Alona Andrews, uh, I realized and, and asking myself, where haven't I written and where would I want to write? And, and thinking Ohio, Ohio, at which point my <laughs> brain mugged me, threw me on the floor and said, here, have a book and knocked it out in what, two and a half, three months. Yep. Just insane speed. Um, I found, I, I found my world, and I found the world building that works with this, and I know the why, and I know the how, and I've got these two characters that I love who can't be together but are together, but not together together. And that's part of, part of that is how, how could they ever possibly make this work. And, oh, my God, I'm so happy. And, and this is how I got there. 
you, you have to know what matters to you in your own writing. You have to put your work in front of people who, who read broadly, but who like what you do, okay? Because if they don't actually like what you do, they can read broadly and everything that will never connect with what you do. And they, they have to have read you. So that's really important. And then you ask, who am I like and why? And, and that's, that's pretty much it, except for when you find out that you are not writing in the genre in which you are writing, then you have this difficult task of figuring out how to get the readers who would like what you're writing to those books. And I am still fighting for the answer to that one because they're... Yeah. A lot of people in the forums have been asking Holly to do a class on that, and she will once she figures it out. Yeah. She will absolutely 100% do a marketing class because that is one of the things that is the real struggle for a lot of writers. You write amazing stuff. You write these beautiful characters and these amazing stories and these incredible worlds, and you just can't find the people to read them. Right. So... Yeah, that's that will definitely be a class and that will definitely be something if you've listened to any of these episodes, Holly has mentioned books that she's reading on the topic that you can go find um, that we, we will give you what we can as we go along and as we find things that help us. Yeah. Now before now there's no actual takeaway but there is a very important question that I'm going to ask but before I do I wanted to mention that we are now accepting submissions for the Halloween 2019 episode. We are going to have up on Tuesday the information you might get an extra email if you are on our our mailing list that reminds you about uh, the podcast. So we are now going to be accepting submissions you can go to that site. We'll have it all over the socials. We'll have it in the email. We'll have it on the website. And it will tell you. The only thing I want to say is it doesn't have to be scary. No, there's two things I want to say. It doesn't have to be scary. It just has to be Halloween related. It can be sci-fi, romance, um, horror, obviously. It could be mystery. It could be funny. Yeah, humorous (laughs) is always good. It could be fantasy. Whatever genre you like. You just have to make it a Halloween story. So if you like romance, then two people fall in love on Halloween or at a Halloween party. If you like humor, you know, some just just make it a Halloween theme. That's all we're looking for. The second thing and the most important thing is 500 word limit. Hard. Hard 500 word limit. <laughs> One thing about that, uh, we use Scrivener. So... Our word count is for Scrivener, so if you don't have Scrivener, um, maybe if you have a friend in the community who can check it for you in Scrivener and see what your word count is. Um, well, there's a free version of Scrivener, too. Oh, So if that... you don't, yeah, it's a free trial, I think. Okay. They've always had a free trial. So if you, if you don't use Scrivener but you want to do the word check, download the free trial and give it a shot and just check the word, the word count that way. And we do not count title or byline. So the story itself, yes. 500 words. Yeah, the words. story itself. And usually hyphenated words are considered one, one word, word, but don't hyphenate every freaking oh, <laughs> description or something yeah. like that, guys. You're going to kill, kill me. <laughs> um, but yeah, and again, the Halloween episode, if you haven't listened to it, go back to the 2018 Halloween episode and... You know, listen, it's it's me, Holly, and Mark, and we are all doing 
reading aloud your stories. We don't have any of our stories in there. It's all a way for us to say thank you for all of the writers who are listening to us and giving you a, a, a way to get a story out there. So if you're interested in submitting, uh, go to our site. We'll have all the information up there. We'll have all of the requirements. If you haven't taken the How to Write Flash Fiction That Does Not Suck course and you want to submit to this, please take How to Write Flash Fiction That Does Not Suck. It is a free three-week course. You have plenty of time. Dear God, please take it if you don't know how to write flash fiction because it's not slice of life. Um... It's, it's not, you know, a description. There yeah. has to be a plot. <laughs> and yes. remember that I'm reading all of these. Yes, this is 500-word whole story plotted fiction. Yes, this is this is just me begging, <laughs> please, please write a story, you know. All yeah. right, so I wanted to let you guys know, again, just remind you, you can follow us at AIARWIP on Twitter. You can follow uh, Holly's personal Twitter at Holly Lyle. That's L-I-S-L-E. You can follow my personal Twitter at Rebecca Gallardo. Uh, we're not big Twitter people, but it, it's there. Mine is my blog. Talk at us. Yeah. yeah blog. Um, hers will alert you to like posts of the blog posts, um, the podcast going out, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I occasionally share stuff and... Uh, for our Instagram, it is Alone with Invisible People. You can also follow Holly at holly.lisle or me at rgallardo. That's G A L A R D O. You can find us at Alone in a Room with Invisible People on Facebook. You can look up our website at alonewithinvisiblepeople.com. And we are going to have transcription work done for every single episode for our deaf community as well as just for the fact of having transcripts because it is so nice to have what we've said written down and you guys can go through and read and it's going to make my show notes a lot easier (laughs) (laughs) but it's just nice to have that there as a supplement where you can't listen to the whole episode but you can scan through and find the part that you wanted to to um reread or restudy or or whatever so it'll make note taking a lot easier as well the most important thing is join our community it's it's hollyswritingclasses.com excuse me while my cat sits on my lap and tries to attack my face (laughs) um it's again this whole thing is about finding the writers that are like you and writing the the book alikes and stuff like that so you kind of have to have a, a community that's got your back to really help you out and that you can help because you never know whose life you can change just by saying, hey, you're like this writer. Um, so yeah, join us at hollyswritingclasses.com. It's a free account, like I've mentioned before. And, you know, let's let's help each other out. Now, the important question that I wanted to ask that will serve sort of as a takeaway is why would you do this, mom? Why, why would you go out and want to find your lookalikes what is it it's it's not about copying them it's not about doing exactly what they're doing because that your goal of success at that point is I want to make lots of money so I'm going to write yada yada because it sells well that's not what we're talking about so explain to people why they would want to find their their writer alikes okay this this is a, a really good little takeaway question in fact um if we look at my science fiction, uh, Cadence Drake and the Longview Chronicles. I am currently languishing at hideous, hideous sales with those uh, because the my also-reads on Amazon are almost exclusively for 
uh, the genres that I selected, space opera and uh, space adventure. And I did not find the, the people who then bought those books, it wasn't, I wasn't what they were looking for. So Amazon is not showing those books to anybody anymore. And how I am going to get them out of that hole, I have no idea. I am still trying to learn how to do this because once you have, once you have killed your book with a lot of wrong also reads, then how you rescue that book, I don't know. So yeah. you don't want that to happen. So finding authors who are like you, figuring out how they are marketing their books, what genre they are listing their books as, what, where their keywords are, where all of these little nitpicky things that that help you find just the people who love what you do and keep you out of the way of the people who don't is, is how you actually succeed at this. And people think, well, I want to sell my book to everybody. Oh, God, no, you don't. No, no. No, you want to find only the people who are going to love what you do. Remember, there are people out there in this world that absolutely hate, abhor, and wish Harry Potter was banned. Mm-hmm. That's everybody. That's it. Not everybody feels that way. I'm saying that that's trying to market your, your book to everybody. Right. Is that everybody does not exist. Right. There is no everybody. There are only people who would love what you do and people who don't. And you don't want the people who don't love what you do to find you because if they do, then all of the stuff they like that is not like what you're doing is going to show up on your Amazon also reads and it's going to bring in the wrong people, people who won't like what you do, and then those people are going to give you low stars, or they're not going to finish the book, or they're not going to do a bunch of this other stuff that Amazon tracks. Yeah, they might return the book, and all the low stars, all the bad um, press, if you incorrectly market your book, then the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to get a lot of negatives. And it could be an amazing book that's just not marketed properly, and you never gave it a fair shot. Right. Right. Or, you know, it could just be, yes, that you, as, as a reader, it could just be that you're not finding the people that you would love. And as a writer, it's, it just could be that the people that you, you would love are not finding, or that would love you are not finding you. So you want, you want that love to be in there, you know, not like love, the stuff you really yeah. love. So that's why you have to know what you love about your own work and why you do it. And then you find people who love what you do and have them tell you who else you are like and what they love about that too. Because only when you get that factor in there, this is what I love. This is what other people love. This is where we all come together. Can you hope to find the right readers for your books? Beautiful. Yeah, and I'd just like to add, too, and then you get to read some really, really cool books. Oh, yeah, because, man, <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have found Ilona Andrews without doing this. I'd never yeah. heard of them. I had yeah. never heard and of I'm, this I'm, And I'm not anything like Darcy Coates, but I wanted to read, I love Paranormal Suspense. So I, I just mentioned her because I think she's fantastic. I I, I love, I mean, she's. She, it's not George R. R. Martin kind of books like we talk about, we are the broad readers so it's just i i love her stuff i I, she does does a very good job but 
that was definitely not one of those where I found, you know, like, oh, and this is uh, an alike me. Yeah, <laughs> you know I, I, I mean? just thought of something absolutely awful that I have to say to all of the other writer geeks who are listening to the two of us talking right now, and it is this. Do not have all of your writer geek friends go to your book on Amazon and review mm. it and like it, because if you do, we read everything. Writers read everything. We are the death of the also-reds. You want us to find you last, because we will screw yes. up your also-reds faster than anything else in the world, because my stuff has writing nonfiction, has non-writing nonfiction, has genres of, of every age and imaginability from, from classics to science fiction to fantasy to um, historical novels to romance to I read everything. Yes. So you don't want me coming no. to you to find your book before you have at least a couple hundred people who have have read and reviewed it because I I am a disaster and so is every other writer who is a broad reader um who I yeah, yeah I I have purchased in just the last couple of days um one of the writers on the forums she had a a um alien book mm -hmm. so I I got the alien book i have serial killer books the last two that i bought were you know one of them's 800 pages on a serial killer i have um a mystery suspense book that i just uh got through the amazon kindle unlimited i have the darcy Coates books and then other haunted mysteries mm -hmm. i have two romances that i picked up and i have uh several native american indigenous people non-fictions and a, a book on um Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. My, my also's recently uh, include a biography of a man named Dr. Deming, who was um, figuring out. And mine does too yeah, now because of you. Yeah. Who was figuring out the, uh, the way to improve management and who completely overhauled the country of Japan with his management pro uh formats and and processes and made ja japan go from being a joke and i remember when japanese products were a joke and japan J japan <laughs> and japanese products now are like the wonder of the world it's their their quality yeah. is amazing and it was because of this man dr deming and the biography on him is great and, and we have we have Dr. Jason Fung's dietary stuff. Oh yeah, the dietary stuff, stuff for eating keto I have, because that's what I we're have, both doing. Yeah, and stuff on fertility. I have stuff on fertility diets, and 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 it's just you don't want other writers no. that are broad readers to review review yourself. Yeah. So don't try to try to hack the system and get your friends to go and, no. and review your stuff. No, because all you will do is guarantee that the people who will really love your book will never find it because we yes. have just screwed it up for you. So, yeah. So to end on a happier note, um, <laughs> read, just do yourself a favor and read broadly. And when you are, are doing what Holly says and looking for your also reads, pay attention to the why. And before you send out that question, bef before you get other people's interpretations of your work, do yourself that big favor and figure out what is important to you in your own writing mm -hmm. 
because the people whose opinions you take have to have found value in what you love in your work, in other people's work, and have correctly identified that is why they read you. Because people who read you for the wrong reason will point you to the wrong writers. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that has been our episode, and I just want to say again to our roomies, <laughs> which yes. I just love that word. If you guys hate it, just let me know, and I won't use it anymore, but I think it's adorable. I think it's just so cool that you guys are our roomies yes. and our writer nerd friends, and thank you again for listening. It means the world to us. You know, if you have any questions, if you have any ideas for topics or anything like that, I, as I've said, we could talk forever on these things. We have a plenty a plentiful amount of uh, episode ideas and titles and and but we seriously take you guys um, to heart if you have questions if you have problems if you have issues we're here if we can answer it into the forums we will if we can turn it into an episode and and help more people then we're going to do to do that yeah so yeah you guys are very important to us thank you so much for listening and i'm going to say have a great week yes and i will say the same thing figure out what you love write more of that <laughs>